We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office show. Trevor Lane here. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. Plenty of NBA topics to get into today, including the Utah Jazz and some situations that they've got going on with Donovan Mitchell. Certainly something that could impact the trade front. Joining me, as always, is Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA. Keith, how are you doing? Been a minute since we've hopped on for one of these shows. Yeah, I'm doing good, man. I, I think I might be doing a little bit better than you. Absolutely, uh, but uh, that's uh, you know, it's 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 just how it goes. But yeah, th- things are good. We are uh, in the final throes of summer here. Uh, we've only got a couple days left, and everything kicks back off for for the Smith family uh, next week. School, soccer, all that goodness all starts right back up, and then we're going to be uh, right back in, in the routine. Which honestly, I'm not opposed to. I kind of like the routine because it forces me to get going in the morning right. and then locks me into doing things. So I'm not fully against uh, everything getting started. Remind me of this like a month from now. <laughs> when you're, when you're complaining about, about, about so, all, all the stuff. Yeah. Exactly. We had uh, today is actually the first day of school for my daughter and she actually has to miss school because COVID yeah. finally hit our house and it, it is not fun. I've, I've definitely, did not have the energy to do uh, do the show yesterday or anything like that, but feeling a bit better today though. So hopefully uh, I'm on the mend here and uh, I, hopefully she can get back to school next week because she's certainly disappointed to have to miss the first day, but it's the way it goes right now, the times that we're living in. Good, good on you guys though for thinking of the greater good and keeping everybody uh, uh, safe and healthy, especially at the beginning of the school year. Well, it, and it's hard because, well, my wife and I have been pretty sick. Um, she's She's been totally fine. Our daughter's been fine and bouncing around and wanting to play and all, all kinds of stuff. So, you know, especially hard when she's feeling perfectly fine to say, no, 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 you can't, you know, we can't send you to school right now. So uh, That's where you, you know, put her and your dog together. You send them out in the yard and they fend <laughs> yeah. for themselves for a few days and off they go. Yeah, easy <laughs> enough. Easy enough. No yeah. problems with that. All right, let's talk a little NBA news. Uh, the Utah Jazz apparently believe Donovan Mitchell is Donovan Mitchell. He will be gone in 2025 as soon as he hits free agency. They are assuming that he will walk out that door, which does should give them plenty of incentive to trade him now while they can. I mean, if that is the widely accepted belief around the NBA, you would have to imagine that the closer you get to 2025, the more his value declines for other teams but of course we're still a ways off from that so uh what do you think this this does to the trade front to their negotiations with the knicks any other teams that might get into the donovan mitchell 
hunt here with the the Jazz. You don't think it changes anything trade wise because it's not like. Like, think back to Anthony Davis, right? There, sure. there was all this, um, well, he's just going to go to the Lakers anyway, so it did kind of impact the trade market, which turned into the trade market was the Lakers anyway. Yeah. But I think when Mitchell's and they got a case, haul. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they did. All things considered, the Pelicans got a haul, knowing it was kind of Lakers or nobody in a sense. Right. I'm with that. But that's, you know, ancient history at this point. But I think why it's important to note that, though, is – Mitchell is, this is not a year away. So I don't think any team is going to be in the position of, well, he's only going to New York anyway. So let's right. just forget it. Because what you would hope is, well, we'll trade for now. And long before he's a free agent, we'll convince ourselves that he's going to stay here. You know, we'll we'll convince ourselves and we'll convince him to, to stay here. So I don't think it does anything to his immediate trade market. I do think, though, this is further proof that, He's going to get traded. There's no way this this doesn't get done. I still think this probably gets done. I still think it's probably to the Knicks uh, before the this season gets started here. It feels like everybody kind of took a little pause there for a couple weeks, and now we're you know really only about five weeks-ish, six weeks away from everybody kind of regrouping back together mm-hmm. uh, in their cities and doing the pre-camp workouts and all that stuff. So I think we're going to get movement here, but I, I – I don't think it changes anything in that front. I don't think the Jazz get any less than they would have got anyway in this. I just think it's it's kind of owning. This is probably where we're headed anyway. How how soon do you, do you think Utah wants to get this done before training camp starts? Or, or how willing do you think Danny Ainge is to going into the season with this kind of hanging over them? No, I mean, look, they go into media day. There's going to be a million questions about sure. this. Yeah, it's weird, right? Because you if if you look at the, the Utah roster right now, uh, without Rudy Gobert, but with Donovan Mitchell, with all their other veterans, you can really kind of look at it and say, oh, the team could still be okay, right? Yeah, they, they can still compete. They could be good enough to accidentally win some games that Utah may not want to win. There's the, therein lies the issue. You're spot on it, man. Um, see, you're 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 playing. You came to play today. It's there, it's, it's the triple lane flu game. You, you my my wife has reminded me a few times. I've done something and I, I've I've been like in the middle of doing something and then forgot what I was doing and she's like COVID brain. It's a thing and I'm like yes. Yeah. So I, I'm trying to do my Leslie No flu uh, flu episode of Parks and Rec here and, uh, and push through. You're gonna carry it today. Um, yeah, I, I think I think that's it. I, I don't think I think the Jazz want to be firmly in the mix for uh, Victor Wembanyama, mm-hmm. um, and bringing Donovan Mitchell with all the other veterans into camp. That's the team that's probably playing territory um, in in the West, and and I think they don't really want to be there, right? You either want to be competitive in the playoffs, or you want to be like completely out of it. So I think we're sitting in a spot here with uh, the Jazz where it is, all right, let's get this figured out because let, let's get Mitchell moved. And the other part of it, too, is let's then that triggers us. Let's start moving some of the other guys. Let's Conley, Bogdanovich, Clarkson, Gay, uh, Beasley, Beverly. Let's start moving on some of those other players as well. So so I, I, I do think this, this is likely this gets done uh, within, let's say, the next couple weeks. This could we've been waiting for something to spark the trade market, something to clear kind of the logjam. And the Donovan Mitchell situation could be that thing. You know, I, I think that it can happen independent of Kevin Durant, which I think is even the, the bigger domino to either follow or not follow, some sort of clarity on that front. But everything has been sort of at a pause for 
I mean, about a month now, almost. Oh, we're getting yeah. we're getting to about that point. And if the Jazz ultimately do make a move here, that could be the catalyst that we've been waiting for to spark some other successive moves as a result of of this. So, you know, teams that were hoping to get him that didn't get him might move on to other options. Team uh, the team that did get him might try to do some other things in order to round out the roster. I this something needs to happen. Donovan Mitchell could wind up being that thing. Yeah, absolutely, without a doubt. And then I think if you're the Jazz too, let's say whatever the Knicks package coming back their way is, you're probably talking three or four for one, my guess is, just to make the salary matching work with with younger players. We're on rookie-scale contracts. And then if you're the Jazz, you start running into roster spots because you took a whole, what was it, four for one in in the Gobert trade. So now you've got to do some work. And and you don't want to be sitting a week or two out from camp trying to find homes for – five guys versus you know just one if it was trading one player that's that's a little different you can handle that i don't think this is even if he's still with the jazz i don't think this turns into a situation where it's say just stay home or anything like that i think then they kind of shrug and say all right well let's play it out and let's see where it goes and every once in a while we see one of these stretch into the early couple months of the season and then on december 15th when all the guy almost all the guys who were signed over the off season can be traded then you see things free up and we often see a trade kind of kick off there at the early right. part of trade season yep yeah absolutely so hopefully we do see something some kind of movement happen here just to kind of liven up reignite the nba summer, the summer yeah, trades juicy. that we prophesized yeah. did, did not really come to fruition because of the unforeseen kevin durant situation just it put a stop to just about everything. All the fun. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Katie. Yeah, so let's juice this, right? Get this yeah. this one going, and then let's get, get the other movement happening. Yep. Or let's just say it's not happening, and then we can all move on. And, you know, it's uh, there was that reported meeting that Durant was apparently going to have Correct. with Nets ownership. And if the report out of that was, all right, you know what, we're just going to we're gonna play it out for now, um, then we can all just kind of say, all right, let's just move on. And, right. and, you know, we can all stop, you know, waiting and and for me personally jumping every time the phone goes off because i was like oh what is what's that what's this what's this be nice to all um, to do this yeah yeah no doubt yeah but hey we let major league baseball have their shine right with their trade That's deadline the other right? day yep. now it's time for the nba to get going again that's that's right we're getting so much nfl news right now these constant yeah. training camp reports and everything i'm like come on nba you know it's the it's the poking with the stick meme the do something right that's that's us with <laughs> exactly. the nba right now it's like come on let's get something going here yeah. Um, all right, let's talk a little bit of Lakers. Now, I am going to follow it up with some Celtics after this just for you, Keith. But to jump over to uh, my Los Angeles Lakers, Kendrick Nunn. Oh, no, not back to five-on-five play just yet. That was coming from Jovan Buha of The Athletic. I don't. How worried should the Lakers be about that? Should Lakers fans be about Kendrick Nunn not returning to five-on-five play just yet? This is uh, something that's been lingering since training camp last year. So last October now, he's been out with a bone bruise, still not participating in five-on-five work, and here we are in August. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's it's worrisome that we're basically a year later and we're still not back to to getting going. So that part is very concerning. I think from a – if you just start looking at the roster and the depth chart, that's also worrisome. Um, I get it. LeBron James can run the offense fully, Hmm. fully understand that. If Russ is on the team, Russ is going to have a big hand in running the offense when he's in the game too. 
but you need somebody who's an actual point guard um, with those guys, if for no other reason, somebody who can defend the opposing team's point yeah. guards. Because LeBron's not doing that. You know, LeBron is not chasing Stephen Curry around no. a million screens. And the way they're set up today, they don't necessarily have a guy who's perfect to do that with on the roster. So that's where I think Kendrick Nunn, not that he's you know a shutdown defender or anything like that, but he is at least an actual point guard. And you can put him all out there and say, hey, kind of do your thing. And I think if the goal at all is to really lessen Russ's role, move on from Russ, maybe you don't get a point guard back, he kind of really increases the need to have Kendrick Nunn on the floor. Yeah. So hopefully this is – it's August. We don't. We we can be you know conservative. I I don't. You would know better than me. I don't know if they're doing training camp abroad, like away somewhere uh, this year. I know they used not to do Hawaii. They used um, to do Hawaii, but as far as I know, they're they're not. But okay. we'll. I'll have to wait and see. But even with that, like, hey, just as long as he's ready to go, and we open training camp at the end of next month. That's all we really care about. That's you know if he's if he's. Full goal five on five then. And they'll probably be cautious with him just coming off the injury. Um, we know they'll be cautious with the vets. But as long as he's ready to go, then I'm not going to care too much. But the, it's a little concerning that we're a year out and he still can't play five on five. I will say a couple things for the the positive side. Is Kendrick Nunn himself, it was about a week ago, said he's 100%. Yeah. Um, so that that's a great sign. And then he's also been posting workout footage. Mm-hmm. And it, it's pretty strenuous stuff it doesn't yeah it's not just standstill shooting right 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 he's not just doing spot up shooting or anything like that like he's playing one-on-one he's attacking he's spinning and shooting and and doing all all kinds of stuff so that that suggests those two things suggest he's probably um if he's not truly 100 percent, he's probably just right there it could just be a formality he's not officially cleared for a five on five yet or whatever but they know he could play five on five if he needed to uh, or maybe they're just being cautious but again i'm not gonna it's to me, this is a it's nothing until it's something type type of thing. Yep. Until we get to training camp and suddenly he's still not playing five on five, then it's cause for concern. But based on those other things that we've seen so far, I'm not going to worry about it too much. Hopefully he does start playing five on five soon, though, because the rust factor, I think, will matter because doing drills and things like that, it's it's not the same as actually playing five sure. on five or running up and down the floor. So. That the timing with the guys, right? Yes. That kind of stuff, like you know, getting out there. I think too. I think people are forgetting a little bit because I I see both sides of it, right? I, I think it, right? It, we we got too deep into the season last year where it was like, can we stop saying we got to wait till Kendrick Nunn is back to judge the Lakers when right. they were like seventy games in? It's like, no, I think we've judged it. I think we know yeah. where this is going. Um, but I think it's also gone too far the other way where people are like. Kendrick Nunn is even good. Yes. Like, yes, yep. he's good. He's a 15-point-per-game scorer on pretty good efficiency. You know, yeah, he's not a traditional point guard. But that's kind of what you like about him because the Lakers don't need that. He can probably play uh, with Russ. We know for certain he can play with LeBron. Um, that's not going to be a problem because he's pretty good off the ball. So it won't surprise me at all if by the time, let's say, the Russ situation is dealt with somehow, right? Whether he's traded, he's, he's released, whatever it is. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's not going to surprise me at all if Kendrick Nunn is their starting point guard. Um, playing alongside side the main guys, um, provided he's healthy because he is a good player. It's just it, it's 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 almost weird where I feel like sometimes being maybe the outsider on it because I don't I don't I don't root for the Lakers, so I'm not kind of pushing the, the this guy's amazing. He's gonna fix everything propaganda, but I'm also not on the side of like I hate everything, so he sucks and he's right. not even good. I feel like sometimes I'm on this like weird like island where it's like, am I the only one that remembers like he's actually a good player? <laughs> well you're in the in-between space. And the and the reason yeah. for that is is there's the out of sight, out of mind effect. Sure. There's Absolutely. there's that. Um in terms of trade value, that gets that sometimes gets conflated yeah. with who the guy is as a player. And in terms of yeah. trade value, other teams can look at him and just say, well, the only real value we can give him is, is being an expiring $5 million contract, essentially. That's because we sure. can't, we didn't see him play last year. We can't count on that. He's going to play or, or whatever. So that's, that's different though, in terms of when he's on the floor, is he a productive player? And we've seen historically, the answer has been yes. Yep. And then on top of that, there's, there's fan frustration that gets mixed in there. I've had a number of Lakers sure, fans. So yeah. I've had to say, why are we mad at Kendrick Nunn? He's yeah. a, he wants to play. He has every incentive to play financial and otherwise to play the games. He just, his body hasn't let him, but a lot of people have been frustrated with non saying, Oh, you know, he stole money and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. He wants to be on the floor. That goes, that goes too far. And um, that's yeah. not, that's not the situation. Here. Fully there would be disappointed that he hasn't played yes. that because, because really the Lakers have got nothing out of their taxpayer mid-level signing last year. Right. Right. That's and that's a huge problem when you have such limited resources to build out your team. Um, that was, you know, that was basically a roster hole all season long yep. for them. And that that's that's an issue. So I get fully understand like being disappointed, being bummed out. But yeah, the whole stole month, that stuff that goes too far. Cause it's yep. not like like we were getting reports of, yeah, he's ready to go, but he doesn't feel good. Right. About- or anything like that everything seemed like it was more the other way um where it was you know the team kind of holding him back a little bit so yeah i i'm 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 curious let's get him on the court let's see what he looks like because i i certainly think he's going to help them quite a bit yeah absolutely absolutely all right let's move on to your boston celtics who signed noah vonley blast blast from the past you know i remember vividly debating Julius Randle or Noah Vonley? Who is it that you want in the draft? I think Randle wound up going seven. Vonley, I think, went nine at the time. Um, Vonley winds up with the Celtics. I know they've got some open roster spots, so yeah. decent chance he, he makes the team here? Yeah, he's a local kid, too. He grew he grew up in Haverhill. Um, now, if people are like, wait, where did you say he grew up? I fully understand. It looks like it says Haverhill or Haverhill or ha- Haverhill. It's Averill is how it's said in Massachusetts. So live with it. That's that's where the city is located. That's how we say it. But anyway, um, 
you know, just just people are going to be like, wait, I thought he was from Haverhill. Like, that's not how we say it. You know, but that's that's just me being picky as a Massachusetts kid. Um, yeah, Noah Vonley, he's bounced around a lot. The, the, the craziest thing to me is he's only 26. Like, just further proof of these guys come in so young now that they can be bouncing around the league. It feels like they've been around forever. And that's like, wow, he's 26 years old. Um, so that part is, you know, I think pretty, pretty big there um, with that. So I think the other part with him is he has at every stop been a very good rebounder in a fairly productive defender. His challenge has always been offense. So now if you get into a position with him with the Celtics where it's, hey, all we really need you to do is rebound and defend, we'll take care of the offense, that's fine. His jump shot came along last year in China, better than it had. Um, So to your point, they're sitting on three open standard roster spots right now. They're going to have to get to 14, so they're bringing in a host of guys that are going to compete for those spots. One of the needs that they do have is somebody who can be a 4-5 or five, um, for them on the roster because they're a little bit thin there right now. So, yeah, I think Noel Vonley does have a real chance to to stick in Boston. And, you know, I'm not, it's one of those things where I'm like, not, let's not get insane and be like, oh my gosh, you know, hand them the title and all that stuff. The final piece is here. You're not signing. Shift. Yeah, exactly. You're not signing the final piece in August. Um, but it is, I feel like this is one of those, there's no risk to this. So bring them in, give them a chance to compete and, and let's see where it goes. Man, I, I didn't really, I knew he had bounced, bounced around, but I didn't realize he's played for seven NBA teams yeah. already and he's 26 years old. That's you know, unreal. Yeah, it was basically like every year was a new team. Yep. For, and then he got traded a couple of times. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there's but, talent there. So mm-hmm. late bloomer, maybe. We'll see. You know? Yeah. But if, if if it doesn't work, they they just cut him and they, they move on to whoever's next. Right. Yep. Easy to do that in this situation. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh the Pistons have re-signed Rodney McGruder. Your thoughts on on that? Is he uh is he a lock to stick on the roster? Well, I mean, Clay Thompson and Draymond Green might think differently. I don't know if you remember when they they went on their whole thing, but he's he's not even going to be in the league a couple years ago when he lit the Warriors up. That's right. Um, But, yeah, I I do think he's going to stick on the roster. It's a fully guaranteed contract. I think think the Pistons have turned the corner a little bit with – we want to have a couple veterans around to help the younger guys. And I think he's somebody that they like in the locker room with the kids. Um, he's been, let's call it semi-productive when, when he plays. Mm-hmm. Um, he can still knock down shots and do some stuff. So, yeah, I think I think there's a chance where the Pistons are starting to get a little interesting. And we're going to talk about this with another team, too, in a little bit is they now have, um, uh, I'm pulling it up, uh, 17 players on guaranteed contracts. Oh, so, some money. 15, yeah, so you're, you're going to have to waive a couple. We know Kemba Walker is very likely uh, to be one of the guys who's going to get waived, but then they're going to have to waive somebody else. Maybe it's Saban Lee. Maybe it still is Magruder. Um, you know, could be Darlene's Noel or Alec Burks. There's been a lot of talk of, uh, you know, maybe they could buy out Kelly Olynyk because they're starting to get a little stuffed in their front court. So, so we'll see, you know, where that goes. But it's, uh, yeah, just something to keep an eye on there. There's, somebody's going to pop for you who can probably play and uh, may, maybe be worth a flyer for another team. And teams may swoop in there. So look around the league and look at the teams that still have roster spots open. Somebody could grab a player there. Uh, CJ Ellaby signs with, with the Wolves. 
you know, interesting player. He's got, got good length and uh, has some capability. Again, not a like you said, not going to see like power shift moves here in sure. August. But I think the Wolves, despite feeling like they overpaid in the Gobert trade, which I think is fair, um, they've had a pretty decent offseason here. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Kyle Anderson, Brent yeah. Forbes, Austin Rivers, those are all good quality rotation yeah. guys. Uh, they've still got, obviously, Towns and Edwards and D'Angelo Russell. Um, they were able to keep Jaden McDaniel um, in the uh, tra- trade, so I think that part is uh, is is important, too. So, um, you know, I, yeah, I think they're, they're positioned to do do some uh, interesting stuff. Jaden McDaniels, I got I to gotta get the former Patriots offensive coordinator out of my head with that one. Um, but yeah, I, I do. I, I think they, they, they've, they've done all right here. I, whether LB makes it or not, we'll see that they're, they're sitting on a bunch of guys already uh, there in Minnesota that they're up to, he's their 16th player, but they've got a couple guys on partial and non-guaranteed deals. So, so we'll, we'll see, you know, if he makes it or not, but uh, there, and then I, I don't know if we covered it before, but Eric, uh, Eric Pascal um, was oh, signed right. to a two-way contract, which that's really interesting because this is a guy who I know I think we all kind of liked him with the Warriors first couple years and then disappeared a little bit in Utah last year, but now he's on a two-way with, with the Wolves. So building out some good quality depth there in Minnesota. Wow, he's only played three. It, I, I was going to say it feels like he's been around longer, oh, like yeah. too long to qualify for a two-way contract. Yep, but he's a, this is last year. Yeah, um, wow. Yeah. Yep, yep. But, uh, but that was a nice pickup for them. Um, but we we need, do need to move on to the other Wolves camp signings. There were three guys that they that they Portland. Picked, but... Portland, sorry. I might have told you Wolves, but it's Portland. Oh, Portland camp. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Hold, hold up. We can adjust on, on the fly here. You talk about Portland's camp signings, and I can adjust the header. Fix the header. Perfect. Yeah, Portland bringing in three guys on camp signings. Uh, uh, one a little more notable than the others, but uh, Isaiah Miller. Jared Roden and then Norval Pell. Um, I I gotta find out if it's Pell or Pell. Um, but look at you, way, way to go. Um, but bringing in those three guys, they, these guys are probably all not going to make the team. Um, but what it sounds like they're doing is um, they have one open two way spot, so it sounds like they're gonna basically let these guys battle it out uh, for that open two way spot because they've already got uh, fifteen guaranteed contracts, um, and they're also not only that, but they're also over the tax, um, so they're not gonna want to be in a position to. Um, to do anything that that brings money on um, by waving somebody to keep one of these guys unless they really show up, but bring them in, let them all compete for the two way uh, spot that's open. That, that's never never a bad idea. So it looks like that's uh, Portland's goal uh, here uh, going into the offseason. But Isaiah Miller, uh, Norville Pell, and Jared Roden uh, coming in. All right. Uh, so there's some more Blazers coming in. The Suns added some guys too: Dwayne Washington Jr. and Ish Wayne Wright again, just just rounding out that depth. Uh, the Suns, are we overlooking them at this point? Like, it almost feels like because of what happened in the playoffs, they're getting overlooked for this next mm-hmm. season as though they're suddenly no longer a viable contender. Yeah, a little bit, right? I think, too, they didn't really do anything as far as adding major new players um, in this offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, their main thing was resigning the or matching the offer sheet. Let's be be clear with the, the facts here. Matching the offer sheet for DeAndre Ayton. Um, and and the Kevin Durant. I mean, they're they're probably in some ways they're a victim of the Kevin Durant situation where they were yeah. kind of waiting to see what was going to happen there. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Now, part of the reason though they didn't do a lot else, 
don't have a lot of roster holes. Yeah. I mean, their, their roster is relatively complete. I still think, you know, all things considered, this is one of the more well-rounded, deeper rosters um, in the NBA. I, I think I think collectively maybe we're left with a bad taste in, the, in our mouths um, from the way it finished, right, because they get destroyed in that game seven by the Mavericks. Yeah. Um, so I think we're all kind of left, uh, you know, is this it? They've got a couple older players. Uh, Jay Crowder had a really rough season, um, but yeah, I think you're right. I it, it would nothing would surprise me at all if uh, you know we're talking a year from now and the Suns were the team that were in the finals uh, from the West. I but it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. I think I think they're right in the mix at the top of the conference with with everybody else. I think too. They probably now a lesson that very many teams learn over the years is we don't need to push to win 60, 65 regular season games. Mm-hmm. We can, you know, if, if the best thing is, hey, let's give Chris Paul, you know, a couple days off here, give Chris Paul a couple days off and just keep going. That's hard because he doesn't ever want to take them. He wants to play. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to be tough. Sneaky thing, too, that I even keep forgetting, Dario Sarge is coming back. That's right. That. And I think he's got, he was pretty good for them before he got hurt in the finals in uh, the 2021 finals. And he missed all last year. I think he's going to be a big part of why they didn't go out and get more, keep JaVale McGee or go get another center. I think they feel pretty good with uh, him kind of backing up Aiden because they get a lot of mileage out of that. Plus, they have Bismack Biombo back as well. So, yeah, I, I think Suns are going to be tough. Yeah. And these two guys, two good two-way guys, two guys who have been around the league now for a year. Uh, guys who can provide a little bit of depth if you need them to. Um, I, I, they, I think these are two, two good ones. Dwayne Washington's really kind of interesting, too, because he's a point guard, and there's times when the Suns have clearly not been in love with everything campaign's given them uh, yeah. behind Chris Paul. So maybe Washington, if he plays really well, could sneak in there, steal a real roster spot, and then, and then go. And then I kind of like the Damian Lee signing for Phoenix, uh, too. Yes. Uh, this is a very underrated, kind of under-the-radar signing. Yeah, that that is a good one. Um, Cameron Payne, if the Suns don't love what he's doing, he he's an interesting piece to potentially move. Yeah, in, in terms of salary that you could toss into a deal if uh, if it comes to it. Yeah, without a doubt, they've got some guys that they could stack together in trades because you got Payne. Um, he's on a, a functionally an expiring contract. He's only two million guaranteed next season. Uh, Dario Saric. Tory Craig's on an expiring deal. Jay Crowder's on an expiring deal. So they're going to be a team that if they they need something come trade deadline time, they're going to be able to get in the mix to get it. The question will be, they are now $16 million over the tax line. What's going to be their limit? Yeah, how far are they going to be going to go over the tax line? If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? 
you won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. That's a tough spot for, for Phoenix, for Suns fans. Because yeah. they're so close. Mm-hmm. you got to go for it. But if, if you're unwilling to spend at this point, that's that's yeah. frustrating. We'll, and we'll <laughs> I mean, we're, Maybe yeah. they will. Yeah, we're not saying anything a million others haven't said. In no, yes. We don't already know. So, right. yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it, that's definitely frustrating. Because, yeah, because you want to be like, hey, even we, we don't necessarily need to be the Clippers and Warriors and be 30, 40 million over the tax. But, like, yeah, could we go up to 18 to 20 if it's the, really yep. the right player comes available for us to trade for? Yeah, you would hope the answer is yes when you're right. that close to winning the title. All right, the Raptors, uh, they signed Gabe Brown, round out their, their roster a little bit there. Yep. Uh, Toronto, another team that, um, that I think has been pretty solid. I, I, mean, I love the Otto Porter Jr. addition uh, for them. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be another another tough team. And who knows, maybe another team that is still in the mix for Kevin Durant, depending on what Brooklyn does. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I mean, and you know, if they ever hit a point where for whatever reason they decide, you know, fine, we'll throw Scotty Barnes on the table, we'll go. And it's kind of a big year, I think, for Toronto uh, for a couple of reasons. One, you've got uh, Fred Van Vliet and Gary Trent Jr. can be free agents next year. So that's mm-hmm. something to keep an eye on. So um, not that those guys are going to necessarily be gunning for stats, by any means. Uh, Van Vliet, I think, has now proven what he is as a player. But I think, you know, you've got that. You've got Pascal Siakam's only got one more season after this year. So kind of, kind of an interesting uh, year for Toronto. They, they were, I think, probably slightly better than expected. Last year, I, th- I think they're one tier below, at least, uh, the best teams in the East. But they're, they're going to be tough. But, yeah, Gabe Brown comes in. I don't think he has a real shot at uh, – making the roster out of camp, but this team makes really, really good use of the G league team yeah. and Brown being on a camp deal. Um, he will get to, uh, to Raptors 905 of the G league. And they, they've done really good with development stuff and then pulling guys up out of the G league as they go. So that that's what this one's targeted towards. All right. Last but not least the thunder sign everyone's favorite former Laker, Mike Muscala. <laughs> Beloved in Philadelphia for uh, hitting that shot in the bubble that got them a, a nice uh, draft pick, too. So there yeah. you go. <laughs> he's uh, he's just fine for that. You know, I mean, we don't have the details on the contract yet, but um, but, you know, you always need bigs who could shoot. And uh, and OKC, you know, you could use a guy like like Moose and uh, and, and they seem to like him there. Yeah, kind of a good mentor, too, for Chet Holmgren a little sure. bit because offensively they they play similar ish Holmgren, obviously far more potential uh, than Muscala has and what he's shown. But I think this was the other team I wanted to talk about though. When we talked about the Pistons are facing some tough decisions. So are the Thunder, the Thunder are now at 18 players under contract uh, for next season. Uh, uh, 16 of those players are fully guaranteed because it says it's expected Muscala uh, will be, I'm sorry, 16 already are, even if Muscala is a partial or non-guarantee. Um, it's expected Derek Favors probably gets waived right. um, because they just there's not a lot of reason to keep him around. But after that, it's going to be a, at least semi-tough call. For them, because you have Teo Maladon, still super duper young. Uh, he's only just turned 21 uh, back in June. So that's that's tough to give up on a guy, even though he's had some struggles. Um, 
I think personally, Ty Jerome probably is one of the guys who gets let go. Maybe V. Krejci, um, but they, they'd have to eat you know a half guarantee on his contract. But yeah, it's they, there's they're going to be another team. They're going to let somebody go, and and as we saw, they already had to face that with Isaiah Roby, and he got claimed off waivers because he's an interesting player um, who I think will be okay for the Spurs. Um, so we're going to see you know where this comes together for OKC because they, they've they've got some tough roster decisions to make uh, here over the next couple months before the season starts. Yeah, I, again, you're going to have some teams that are going to pounce on some of these guys that get cut from the teams who have more than 15 guaranteed contracts on the books right now. And this could even be one, too, where if they don't want to just eat the money, you have San Antonio and Indiana both sitting on roster sure. spots and $30 million in cap space each. You could just send one of those guys, same for Detroit, too. And they're both rebuilding teams. So if they look at it and say, you know what, we kind of like Teo Maladon as a you know, prospect for us. Like, yeah, we'll take him and throw him some minutes. Or uh, Spurs even, right? They, they're in a tricky spot because they only really have one point guard on the roster right now, and that's Trey Jones. They, they don't have, they have a ton of guards, but he's the only real point guard. Probably the next best ball handler creator that they have is Josh Richardson, which he did quite a bit of that for uh, Miami back in the day. But that's that, that they're a team I'd be looking at maybe, all right, you know, Maladon, maybe Sabian, Sabian Lee um, from the Pistons, you know, if they wanted to take a shot just because they don't really have anything to lose. Why not? Right. You, you've got the roster spots, you've got the money, so just keep going. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, everybody. I think that about does it for today. <laughs> I think you guys ready for a nap. Power I, I am. I, I am. I'm, I'm fading, <laughs> but uh, but appreciate everybody joining us today. Make sure that you do subscribe right here to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. Don't forget to go check out our Clips channel as well. Put the link to that in the description over on YouTube and follow us over on Apple Podcasts. Give, it that, give us that five-star rating and review. Till next time, everybody. Stay safe. And see you. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.